Hello everyone, welcome to the new show, MDoc Podcast. I'm your host, Monajit Chaudhary. I'm one of the emergency medicine and pre-hospital emergency medicine consultant from Buckinghamshire, United Kingdom. While COVID happened, we started to look into innovative ways to reach out to people. And we thought this would be a great platform to reach out to the new doctors who are starting in August. This will act as an introduction to emergency departments. We understand there's lots of apprehension around starting a new job in emergency department. And this is a trial from our side to alleviate those apprehensions. Um, I've got with me in the show two junior doctors who have been working with us for nearly a year now. Uh, Very keen and enthusiastic individuals. And during the course of this episode, what we're going to do is talk about how you should better prepare yourself to start your first day at work in the emergency department. Um, We'll learn from their experiences. We'll learn from the great tips they have to share with you all to see how they have coped and how they have worked during their time with us. So without much ado, I'm going to introduce yourselves to Priya Rai, who is one of our overseas doctors who started with us about a year back. She is a locally employed doctor for all of you who doesn't understand what that means. It's another name for trust doctors. And I have with me Adam Pickett. He is one of our foundation trainees. And because of COVID, he actually spent about eight months with us rather than the four months that they usually spend. So they have had a good handle of uh, emergency department for the last eight months to a year so better hear from them now so over to you guys hi guys welcome new doctors to stoke mandeville's emergency department i am priya i come from singapore originally but i trained in india i have some experience working in icu in india um, and i've come to this country just only a year ago i'll be very happy to talk to the overseas doctors and tell you a bit more about my experience in this country as an individual and as a doctor Brilliant. Thank you, Priya. Over to you, Adam. Hi, guys. I'm Adam. Uh, I'm coming to the last few weeks of my F2. I went to UCL. I did my F1 in Royal Berkshire in Reading. Uh, My first F2 job was ED at Stoke Mandel Hospital. Um, I then went on to palliative care for my second block and was redeployed again to ED uh, as part of COVID measures. Adam was actually the first doctor I met in coming to Stoke Mandeville. So it's quite a complete circle, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, I was uh, following you around, checking your prescriptions, Priya, checking you uh, <laughs> behaving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, both of you. Um, it's really nice to see that you guys gel so well together over the last year or so that you have spent with us in the department. Um, but if I may take you back to, say, August last year when you first arrived in the department, uh, maybe your first shift, first week or even the first month, that you spent with us. Um, how was it? How was your experience? How difficult was it? Or how natural was it for you to see a cardiac arrest patient or a trauma patient? Or maybe the first pediatric patient that you've seen that you've never seen before? Uh, and how different was it from your ward jobs that you've done? And for Adam, how was it the transition between foundation year one and two 
uh, what were the differences or the challenges that you faced? Yes, and first day was definitely nerve-wracking. It's first day of F2, first day of ED, um, which is really radically different to to most of the ward stuff you'll have done. Having said that, your approach to an acutely unwell patient is always going to be the same. Um, F1 to F2 is obviously a big transition. Um, The most significant thing and probably the most relevant thing going into especially the emergency department, uh, which is a big thing to get used to, is discharging people. Um, We'll talk a bit more about that in a bit. And then also the emergency department is very different to your standard ward work. You're not doing a ward round and you're not really doing kind of jobs. You're seeing patients all day. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Adam. I think uh, this is one area where the junior doctors feel really apprehensive of when they first start in the emergency department. It is to discharge the patient. Now, this is very different to ward work, where you would have a consultant doing the ward round on making the decision on discharge of the patient. Here, although there is a requirement that you have to come to us regarding every patient management before you discharge the patient, but still majority of the time you'll be the only person who's seen the patient so your seniors will be giving you advice based on what history and clinical examination finding that you give to them and that's why it's kind of going back to your medical schools going back to the basics of doing the proper history and proper examination so that we can come up with a joint diagnosis and joint management plan as early and as accurately as possible And also, it's equally important that you then document everything properly on the electronic record system that we have. And then that gets shared with the GP so that they are aware of what exactly has happened, your examination finding, your investigation results, and your plan. So I think we're going to come back to this later in details, but uh, I'm going to move on now to uh, Priya. Um, So your experiences must have been very different uh, considering that this was your first job um, in this country, first time in NHS, uh, let alone emergency department. So how did you manage uh, to acclimatize in this new setting? And uh, how's your overall experience? Certainly, uh, Manajit. So I just wholeheartedly agree with Adam that uh, as junior doctors, we just need to know the basics and um, know where to seek for help and when it's appropriate to seek for help. Uh, My little bit is going to be targeted towards uh, the overseas doctors. So you're coming into a new country, completely different culture, completely different uh, landscape even. Um, I was quite lucky because at Stoke Mandeville, there is a huge support system and they really give you time to settle in. Um, One thing that I found quite different from where I previously practiced medicine was the social aspect to the NHS So in the NHS, care does not end at discharge. It goes into people's homes. So it is very important to wrap your head around the idea that uh, the medical services in the UK includes the social aspects. So one particular incident that happened to me on my very first day was I had discharged a man who had come in with dizziness. Um, He was given the green light. I had discussed with the consultant He was good to go, but the part that I hadn't considered was whether he had the keys to his front door. So two hours later, I had a very miffed son who had come in and was very disappointed in in the fact that I had sent his father back 
without ensuring that the father had a key. And to me, that was completely ridiculous because in India and in other countries, that was the responsibility of the individual or their families. So I've really grown to appreciate uh, the fact that the NHS has a social aspect to it as well um, and that we care about the patient right up till the end. Wouldn't you agree, Adam? Yeah, absolutely, Priya. And even from the perspective of someone who trained in the UK, during F1, it's unlikely to have been something you've had that much exposure to or at least been that deeply involved in someone's social situation and the implications for how you can care for them in the emergency department and taking into consideration things like how is this elderly, frail person going to physically get home? How are they going to get into their house? Have they got the appropriate support set up that they'll be safe at home, etc.? Yeah, and uh, also don't forget the mobility issues uh, that you need to consider. And um, I think the junior doctors will be given a talk by uh, one of the team called the REACT, which is a reablement team who comes to the department and assesses your patient's um, social needs and uh, mobility issues before we can discharge. Uh, so thank you for being that uh, uh, point across. Uh, it's a very, very important point and uh, which actually makes a huge amount of uh, impact on how we decide to discharge a patient or not. Essentially, it is your job to remember to ask the specific services for their input to your patient. And as a team, you then decide whether or not the patient goes home. It's Absolutely. never on any individual. Yeah, completely right. And that's the amazing thing about the ED, actually. That leads us on to a good general point that I think is important to make early about as a junior doctor in ED, you are going to have had limited exposure to a whole lot of different presentations that you're now going to be faced with. And you're not expected to know everything. You have a wealth of seniors that you can ask for advice, that you can ask to come and see patients with you. Um, you're going to be thrown in the deep end with PEDS and ONG and ophthalmology and all these sorts of things. And you're going to learn so much in, in pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and seeing these patients. Um, but you've got a huge network of senior doctors there to support you and give you advice and see patients with you. Um, so whilst on one hand it, it is daunting, it doesn't really need to be. Actually, what I found really useful when I joined, and as Adam says, it doesn't need to be daunting. So apart from the seniors, apart from the nurses, apart from the REACT team, I found it very useful to familiarize myself with uh, an online app called Swan Life. So it's available on all the computers. All local policy and guidelines are available in a flowchart form. So it's very easy to read, very user-friendly if you familiarize yourself within the first week, then you will find yourself a, a lot more confident when you are looking at cases and wondering what to do with them. If at that very moment, you cannot get a senior to come see a patient. So at least in the very least, you can initiate the treatment process or the assessment process with the patient. Um, another thing that is, is kind of leads on from that, that I think is probably one of the most important things to say to new junior doctors starting in ED, is on your first day, it's scary. It's really scary. And you will feel like a fish out of water. You will be so far out of your comfort zone. And that is completely normal. It's how everyone feels. And you have such a huge network of support. There's no, not a single decision in ED that you have to make by yourself. Um, you always, always, always have people you can ask for. And on your first couple of days, you will be asking seniors for every single 
relatively inconsequential decision and you will feel unconfident and you will feel like an imposter and that is normal that's how everyone feels and to be honest if on your first day on the job you're not asking seniors for advice on basically everything then i don't think you're going to be asking for enough advice um, and you gain confidence in such huge leaps and bounds in pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and seeing kids, seeing pregnant women, seeing all these patients that you don't, you haven't normally been exposed to. Um, and you learn so much and your knowledge and skill just develops in, in ways that it has done in no other job for me. If you are unsure and you're asking questions, you would be a safer and overall a better doctor. Absolutely, completely. And, you know, it's what your seniors are there for. It's, it's their job to advise you to see patients if you, if you need them to and to be that support for you. That's, that's literally their job. You know what? I think you guys have done really well in scaring the doctors away from emergency department now. Been a bit doom and gloom and all I've talked about is how it's scary on the first day. The flip side and what I should really be talking about is that A&E is a fun specialty. It's exciting. It's rewarding. Um, and you know, you'll be nerve wracking for the first couple of weeks, but you will grow to love it. You will learn more than you ever have in any other job and just enjoy it. It's, it's a fun job to have. And it's a job that for many of you won't ever get again. So make the most of it. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. See sick patients, see patients you're not comfortable seeing and have fun. It's a great job. Adam, I've had so much fun working in our ED. I've formed such close bonds with the nurses and the fellow uh, doctors that I work with here, they're basically my family away from home. And I, I believe that a lot of people going through the ED will eventually find that they want to take it on as lifelong careers. Yeah, genuinely. I was dead set on oncology uh, coming out of F1, but I accidentally really enjoyed A&E and it's thrown a bit of a spanner in the works about my career progression from now on. It feels really nice to hear from junior doctors like yourselves that uh, despite working a very hard rotor for more than six months, uh, you still enjoyed your time with us in the department and you've um, kind of developed a liking for emergency medicine. That's really encouraging for us and uh, thank you for the very honest feedback. So moving on to now the non-clinical skills. So what, according to you guys, um, are the essential soft skills that you need to develop or utilize uh, to function better in the emergency department? I mean, ED is such a huge team and it's a team of people that you're much more directly involved in than you probably have been in, in uh, previous jobs, much more directly involved with the radiographers, with the physios and OTs with the porters, the nurses and HCAs, obviously, and your seniors. Um, and it's just really important, I mean, as with any job, to have a good relationship with these people and just be friendly, smile, introduce yourself, um, you know, offer to help out your colleagues when you can, when you're less busy and you can see that they are. Um, and to be honest, that's it's one of the things that I've enjoyed most about the job is how sociable it is. And rather than on, you know, like a medical ward job where you might be, you know, scribing for a ward round and then doing jobs in the afternoon for with maybe one other colleague at any time in ed there'll be between five and 20 doctors on shift as well as dozens of nurses all the other staff members that i've talked about beforehand and all of these people it's a fantastic group of people um that you've got in stoke mandeville ed um that you'll really enjoy working with and you'll get along well with and all these people 
you know, respect all these members of the team, respect the job that they do, try and help them out and just maintain a good relationship with them. And it will pay, you know, apart from anything else, apart from it's just nice to be nice to your colleagues, it'll pay such huge dividends in the ways they can help you out and streamline your kind of transition into the department and, you know, help you out really. Yeah, completely agree, Adam. Like personally, I found it very useful to learn the names of my colleagues, although they are multiple. I feel that when you call someone or address someone by their name and then you ask for a favor for something to be done for a patient, it's a lot more difficult for them to not do it or do it later. (laughs) And uh, I think that that really builds rapport. And as a junior doctor, if you can contribute to the overall mojo of the team, on that day, on that particular shift, even if it's a strenuous shift, even if it's very, very busy, if you do it with a smile, if you do it with a quick giggle or a quick word of praise for a colleague or a a nurse or a HCA, whoever that might be, it makes working on on the floor a lot more manageable, a lot more fun. So I would say that your bring your personality to the team because whatever your personality is, it will contribute it, it should contribute in a positive way and with that as you build rapport with your consultants with your fellow doctors with your nurses and HCAs coming to work becomes fun it's no longer work it's it's a it's a you know 10 hours of your day where you spend your time helping other people what greater job could there be yeah absolutely as a junior doctor i was absolutely petrified of seeing pediatric patients because i had such limited experience with them and i'm sure this is true for most junior doctors not having seen pediatric patients in the past and i heavily re- uh, relied on our nurses who have practiced with pediatric patients longer than i've been alive remember the nurses are your best bet the nurses are your beacon of light and you will have no problem as long as you have a good working relationship with the nurses and they will very happily guide you through seeing paediatric patients. That's excellent. Thank you very much, both of you. Um, you know what? You guys excelled my expectations and covered all the relevant topics and areas that we needed to cover for the first episode. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast right now would find this beneficial listening to your experiences and also find it useful as to how you coped in the emergency department. Uh, But before we bring this to an end, uh, do you guys want to say something to our listeners? Uh, So I think that's it from us uh, for now. Uh, But we'll be back with another episode of some more specific tips and tricks of how to navigate around the department, a few more specifics on the referral process, where to find things, practical stuff like that. I hope you found this useful and encouraging. It's supposed to be encouraging. and I hope you're looking forward to starting your new day. I think Adam said it really, really well. I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Yep, absolutely. And that's it from us today. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.